Hi, welcome to Not Without My Sister with Rosemary McCabe. <laughs> and Beatrice McCabe. <laughs> it's occurred to me now how cruel it was to call our podcast Not Without My Sister when you have a lisp. Should have called it something else. You know what, for anybody who's listening with a lisp, I feel like it's really mean that you keep making fun of it. Thought about that last night in bed. You cow. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, Rosemary's just such a shamer. And actually, when I was reading the transcript, when I was awake in the middle of the night, I noticed there were a couple of things where I had to correct you and say, stop judging other women, Rosemary. So I'm just going to remind you before we start this podcast, Rosemary, stop judging people. Let's be nice. The well, world could do with some niceness. Well, when I've been writing the transcript, I've noticed that a lot of the times when I have to put in a little hyphen to indicate that somebody has been interrupted, it's you interrupting me. I did notice that there were very large swathes of me talking very fast where you didn't interrupt me. But I feel like I'm a foil. I'm making you sound wittier. It's nice that you feel that. <laughs> This episode is starting off really well because I feel like I might cry already. Oh yeah. So the theme of today that we're actually going to stay on track for is crying. So the the reason this actually occurred to me is I would say I'm a world-class crier. I would, I've never met a good occasion, positive or negative, that I couldn't have a cry for. And I think you're pretty similar. I feel like all of our topics so far, you could say you're a world-class. I'm a world-class neighbour. I'm a world-class online dater. <laughs> I don't think I'm a good neighbour. I, I do not. I, I don't think I'm a good neighbour. That's why I moved here. So I have no neighbours. You still have neighbours. I think neighbours are, I personally feel maybe neighbours are overrated because you don't get to pick them. I wonder what the definition of a neighbour is, like how far away do they have to live from you? You know what I mean? Like if you live somewhere with 200 acres and 20 miles either side, do you still have neighbours? But we digress because the topic of today is crying. Yes. Therefore, I was lying in bed the other night and I was... Um, crying? No, I was awake as I've I've had some trouble sleeping, I've, I'm developing a, a mild bout of insomnia, but I go through phases of not being able to sleep. So now I'm awake at about... I think three- yours is probably pansomnia. What's that? Pandemic-related insomnia. Oh, that's, that's true. It's about 3.33, more or less, every single night I wake up. And I was thinking about poetry, and I was reciting some Shakespeare to myself. And I was thinking, God... Jesus Christ, Claire McCabe. I was reciting I was some, reciting Shakespeare, some to Shakespeare to myself to make me relax because my mind was racing off down. And I was thinking about Sense and Sensibility and I was reciting that lovely poem. You know, that's not Shakespeare. What? Sense and Sensibility. The poem, you did this again. The poem in which Willoughby says to her, shall I compare thee to a summer's day, etc. So I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about that lovely other poem. I think it's Wordsworth. I'm not sure. We check afterwards. Surprised by Joy about the poet who lost his young son, whose young son dies, and then he feels this terrible anguish and guilt because one day he walks out in spring and is feels joyful. Oh. And he feels the guilt because for one fleeting second he forgot about his son not being there with him. So what am I doing in the middle of the night? Crying your head off. Crying my head off in bed. I Sorry, I've actually never heard anything, any more pretentious intro to this episode is about crying... I was lying in bed the other night, <laughs> reciting from some Shakespeare. Then I moved on to Wordsworth. <laughs> we'll probably find out does it's not thou, Wordsworth. <laughs> does thou remember the poem from whence came the line? Like, 
I mean, I'm sorry for your troubles. That does sound... It was very traumatic, right? Tough. So I, It was very traumatic. So I was crying my eyes out and I was thinking, then I started thinking about all the other things. Well, no, in an attempt to cheer myself up, my mind went down the rabbit hole of all the other times I've cried. So it didn't work. Had to get up eventually out of bed and just be up. When you're up, you're up, as mom says. I'd love to have an episode where we just didn't talk about that bitch. <laughs> talking about her well it um, made me think anyway how much we cry how often I see you crying and talking about crying like what would you say is your attitude to crying like how do you feel about crying do you hate crying do you like crying are you ashamed of crying in front of people I don't know I feel like I used to be maybe a less happy individual so I cried all the time at books and everything sorry there's somebody else crying I, I mean I used to cry at every book I would read and I would feel at the end I don't know, emotionally moved, like, I mean, obviously, but I mean, really, I suppose, um, kind of, I'm not uh, cathartic, maybe in a way, right? But like, mm. it's a bit simplistic. I, I think I felt more really passionate. I think I, I would have, yeah. I, I, I gave myself as a teenager credit for being an incredibly passionate person, right? Very emotional, like felt all my emotions very deeply. And do you think you don't now? I don't think I cry as much now. Hmm. But I also wonder if maybe I avoid, I watch a lot of murder now instead of sad things. Like I watched a lot of, literature movies you know what I mean like literary mm. movies or like emotional movies and now I actually think I avoid them like I do not go you were yeah. telling me about there was some movie was it last year or the year before I mean actually every crying movie that you've seen in the last two years I have deliberately avoided yeah and I also will frequently say like when I went to see Manchester by the Sea I remember calling you afterwards and being like you can never go and see this movie well I was already not planning on seeing it because anything with any child that is well I think I think you didn't know dead that there were child deaths in it until I, I told you. I knew you. there was, but I didn't know the whole thing was about that. Like, Yeah, yeah. I went to see that film in Dublin and I literally walked home. I remember it was with my ex-boyfriend. I walked home and I bawled for about probably an hour and a half. And I remember walking down Parnell Street and he was like so uncomfortable because I was crying <laughs> my head off. So he probably thought, I mean, people probably thought we were having a fight or something. I think we were probably holding hands because like, but I also was a bit annoyed with him because I was like, did you know what this was about? Did he? Yes, but he thought I knew as well. You know what I mean? That like he had read a review or like read a synopsis and I think kind of assumed that I had also, which mm-hmm. I hadn't. And I cried and cried and cried and he was just, I think, like didn't know what to do. Like, well, I think like... Felt um, like he would have liked to have walked a couple of steps ahead or behind. But it is different, right? Like I think men and women have a different... Not, I mean, not all men, not all women, right? Whatever. Oh yeah, but, of course. But like, I think there is, well, certainly in society, right, there's a different perception of women crying or men crying, right? Well, there's a different expectation. Oh, and not even just of crying, you know? but like of being emotional or yeah, being emotive. Yeah, yeah. That, it's, like, that it's totally expected and accepted for women to be emotional in oh, a way that it isn't for but men. But not in the, that. like, not in the workplace, because I feel no, like no, when no, I'm no. emotional, I'm being, I mean, I've never been called hysterical, right, in the office, to but I've face. been, no, I, no, no, but I've been told to my face, you're getting very defensive or yeah. you're seeming very dismissive. Whereas the men are be, are told, wow, you're very passionate about this. Yeah, well, well, what I was going to say there was, I think there's an expectation and an assignation of emotion to women in a way that there isn't to men in the workplace. Just like you said that like, when a woman gets angry about something, it's like, oh, she's getting really angry. Whereas when a man does, like, he's really passionate about this project. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that, that yeah. is absolutely true. Well, I read a really interesting article, which, of course, I can't remember the name of, but it was in, I think I sent it to you, it was in the Harvard Business Review. I'm sure you didn't read it. I think I sent it to you via text, like, a couple of days ago. And it's about, basically, the way we talk. It was really interesting because it basically lays out, like, how women are conditioned from very, very young age to be self-deprecating and mm-hmm, to elevate mm-hmm. other people. And men are conditioned to push everybody else out of the way and be the leader in a group. Like, when you see 
boys playing together. There's no like boys don't have any compunction about being like I'm I want to be in charge I'm going to lead the group yeah whereas girls would might be like well except for you because you were always like I'm going to be in charge and I'm going to lead this group <laughs> but, but girls are more like um oh no I couldn't lead the group and then their friends will say oh yeah you could and it's like oh okay but like they don't get there by themselves they it's a, like but it's not that they're actually modest it's a false modesty that they've been yes. trained to I think it was behave like living dolls by I want to say Natasha Walter but I could be getting her surname wrong was a really interesting book about how we raise boys and girls and kind of talking about that and how we really emphasize to girls the importance of sharing and the importance of mm-hmm. these things. And like boys, you know, you even see it on the T-shirts you see for, for boys and girls. You know what I mean? That for boys, it's like, you know, boss baby. Yeah, yeah. And girls, it's like little princess. You know what I mean? Like we totally emphasize different pros and cons. And also they were saying that what often happens, whether we mean to or whether whether we like it or not, is that we reward boys for behaviors that we not necessarily chastise girls for, but th- that like if we have a little girl who's who's kind of like rough housing, mm-hmm. that we often tend to go, oh, you know, don't be so rough. Whereas with boys that what, I mean, obviously this is, totally generalized as well not all parents and not all people but with boys we often kind of go oh like you know oh god he's a little terror like you know oh god he he loves mischief he's mad for this you know what I mean I mean I feel like like this is a whole topic unto itself yeah yeah true but I mean to go back to the idea of like emotion in the office right I mean I have cried in the office you know I've cried Mm. when I didn't want to because like also I mean to go back to your question your original question like I cry when I get angry right so do you it's like I, I get so full of the passion and I have all the super mean things I'm going to say the barbs like pointy and sharp in my mind and then I open mm-hmm. my mouth and I cry and like a lot of it is frustration it's and I'm so annoying well actually I was looking up because I actually this was the one thing I was trying to figure out was like mastering my emotions like mastering my ability to cry and like everything you read basically says like it's mind over matter I don't know that it is really like it all says it's these are not like these are not real like uncontrollable feelings this is you have to get a grip on it. I, I don't really know how. I mean, I couldn't find any actual tools. Like, yeah, I couldn't but, find any. But like, doesn't mind over matter, you know, if somebody says to you, it's it's mind over matter, what you hear is, I should be able to control that response because I should be able to think, yeah. okay, that, you know, this isn't a real. But actually, your mind is stronger than your cognitive mind. You know what I mean? Like, then you understand. Like, for example... If I burn my finger, mm-hmm. there's a message going from my finger to my brain, mm-hmm. right? So technically, in mind over matter, I should be able to tell my my mind, yeah. that's not hurting me as much. But well, you can't. Like, no, you can actually, because when I worked at Marnie, one of the, my colleagues was super into yoga and she went on this 10-day silent retreat. And part of the exercise was to sit entirely still for 12 hours and hold the pose, not move, right? Like li- sit with your legs crossed up straight. I'm like, my back gets sore sitting with my legs straight for about, <laughs> like my legs bend for about 20 minutes, two minutes. And she came back and she was like, oh, it was amazing. The yoga or whatever you call him was, you know, he would say, you think you feel pain, you don't. You think your back is sore, it's not. Control it. You are stronger than this. And she said, and she used, and she came back like, I mean, I was baffled myself, like to put it mildly, but I mean, I still like, I mean, that's, well, actually, that's the other thing I was going to say. It's funny because I feel like I've become more emotional in one way since I had kids. Like the minute a kid I hear anything on the radio, like, and when I was, I'm particularly pregnant, right, with the hormones everywhere, I would cry about everything, but I cry much less about pain now because there's nobody here to see me. Like, I realised, like, I've become way more practical. Like, the other day I stubbed my toe and I was about to throw, like, a total toe-stubbing fit of agony, you know, and I was halfway through, like, Toe-stubbing fit of agony, I know exactly what you mean. And I was halfway through the, like, you know, contortions and the 
out loud moanings. And then I realized nobody was paying attention. These kids could care less. And I just stopped. And I was so annoyed. I felt entirely unloved. But I stopped. <laughs> you know, um, th- that reminds me, there's a really interesting moment in Richard Yates's Revolutionary Road where I think it's the husband is crying. And he's standing in the back garden like that, having this total meltdown and crying and crying. And then he suddenly realizes nobody can see him. And like that, he stops. Oh, my God, it's me. Yeah, but it was. I read that book and I hated that guy. Oh, yeah. Well, I I hated everybody in that book. Yeah, but I mean, I think the point is like, I am that guy. Yeah, (laughs) but I think I think all of us, all of us are that guy. I hope so. When it comes to something. I mean, like there are definitely, I mean, there are definitely some moments where you cry and it's not a performative thing. Well, I was going to say I cried a couple of times in the office and I came home and like, and Don would be full of sympathy. You know, do you have a bad day? Not about the crying, right? Do you have a bad day? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, tell me all about it. This literally happened in my last job and I had a really, really bad day and I came home and I was obviously not in a good mood. And he goes, oh, are you all right? And I said, no, it was terrible. This happened, that happened, the other thing happened. And, and he goes, oh, well, at least you didn't cry. I said, I did cry. And he literally turns around and he goes, I can't even believe this. You're telling me you cried. Oh, my God, I have no sympathy for you anymore. I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? <laughs> I thought I was going to get, like, my back rubbed, you know? No. I thought I was going to get my back rubbed. Full dismissal, full dismissiveness, though. Like, once once I showed the weakness and I was going, like, Don, Don has obviously read the book that I also read, Kelly Catrone's If You Need to Cry, Go Outside. Kelly Catrone. Do you remember Kelly Catrone? Yeah. Star of... Empathy Central. The City? The Hills? The Hills, I the think hills. it was, wasn't it? Okay. I don't... Oh, maybe it was the City. I don't know. It was the City before they went to DVF. Can't remember. No, it wasn't either of those, was it? Doesn't matter. Was there some TV show where oh, she I'm was like... I'm shocked that there's this gap in my MTV reality t- reality <laughs> series lexicon, but I can't remember. I think it was the City. I think it was well, one of the series was. Well, maybe it was. Wasn't she was in fashion, right? Like she was a, in fashion a, PR. A less fashionable person I've never seen. I mean, I don't mean... Well, I mean... Beatrice, sorry, I'm judging. not judge women. That is I just so more meant like I just more meant like she was as miserable. She was as dour. And the whole point was, was you were supposed full to of be... happy people. No, but in PR, it's all about oh, like, yeah, oh, super nice and charming. Oh, you look great. And she was constantly coming around the corner with like, a face like slapped arse on her but I think she hired people to be the like beautiful happy people and she was just the one who got things done but that was very American my clicking yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was a bit out of so. it was a bit like I mean it was a bit out of sync it was a bit weak is. your fingers would seem a bit well slippy. I used the wrong hand I should have used my right hand I used my left hand it's my weak hand next time I'll know Will we do it again <laughs> do it again let's try it again she's the one who gets stuff done she's the one who gets shit done oh that, that was, was better. much better much better <laughs> Done that in the first place. Because <laughs> your left hand, my clicking was going to be judged by was you. Definitely not the hand that gets things done. The hand that rocks the creatures. <laughs> Could you honestly have some manners? <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> Kelly Catrone was obsessed with with the. The, I mean, now I'm thinking to myself, just sorry, just to go back for one second. Now I'm thinking, do you remember when you broke your arm? Was it your right arm? It was my left arm. Oh, oh, because I was that about to say. That explains it. No, because I was about to say that doesn't explain anything because I thought you were it's in such a. the break. I thought you were in such a bad mood because your hand that gets stuff done was out of stiff done. That's a Freudian slip. Your hand that gets stiff done. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be crying with laughter at her own oh, jokes yeah. in a bit too Oh yeah, minutes. crying with laughter, absolutely, yeah. Anyway, Kelly Catrone was adamant <laughs> that people not cry in the office, basically. Don so she- should work for her, or she should work for Don, one or the other. 
Well, I mean, I feel like Don probably read that book, but he was so disgusted Don by you. Did not read the book. Was it on? Was it on Kindle at that point? Or like, was it read, viewable on his mobile phone? Because that's the only place Don reads books, except for that most recent book that I gave him for his birthday. That was an actual birthday hit for a change. The one about the zombies. Oh, was it the zombies? No, it wasn't about zombies, was it? I can't remember. It was, it was Max about. Brooks, whatever it was called. I haven't read it yet. Obviously, we'll read it. I can't wait. Like, yeah, I know. What was what was the reaction to you crying in the office? Do you remember? Like, did you cry in front of people? Or well, I mean, which time? Like, I cried many times in the office. Okay, well, what, what, do you have any notable memories of notable reactions? No, because mainly I work with women, so I feel like it's more that they're just, like, waiting for you to finish crying to get on with whatever they're talking about. Whereas when you mm. cry in front of men... Well, have I cried in front of men? I mean, I don't know. As we just discussed two seconds ago when Don and I talked about a major row we had and I had no recollection of it, I can't really remember. <laughs> I also think, though, whether or not you cried in front of men, if you had cried in the last two hours, they would know. Would they? Oh yeah, my face goes very pink. That's what you're talking about me. Yes, you bitch. No, I mean, I just mean some of us are good at like mopping up after we cry and like some suddenly having a game face, and I don't mean me either. How dare you? You do mean you because I told you recently that after you cried for about four hours, you still looked fine. My eyeballs—it's like when I go to the gym. Uh, People can tell for a year later. Remember? Excuse me. When was the last time you went to the gym? Dan, I was on the Peloton twice in the last year. When was the last time you went to a gym? I don't go to the gym. I don't believe in the gym. So why did you just say that's me when I go to the gym? I meant like when I work out. When I swim really hard. (laughs) Around the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't your face be wet anyway? Oh yeah, good point. But not bright pink. Bright pink was Uh, the point. When I did the badminton for a half, 20 seconds. did go bright pink. Yeah. yeah, It goes bright pink. And it's horrible. It's not attractive. You'd be surprised to hear. If it wasn't if it wasn't for that bright pink face, could have been a model. <laughs> <laughs> and the slanty jaw. When I worked at the Irish Times, it was the time that I cried when I got shouted at basically in front of the whole office. And then my boss at the time took me into another office. And basically, I thought he was going to apologize for because he had basically been really, really rude to me. I thought he was going to apologize. And he essentially was like, you just can't behave like that in the office. What? Crying? I don't think it was crying. I, th- I think it was the time that I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, the time that I had a really bad migraine and had to go home. Did oh I, yeah, you I said that, yeah. No, before, no, I don't think so. Where basically I ha- had a really bad migraine. It was kind of after lunchtime, so I didn't have that much left of the day and I was working on this particular project and my boss at the time was on the phone when this kind of started to come on me and he was on the phone for about an hour. So I was there kind of going, oh my God, I'm really going to have to go home. Will I send him an email? What will I do? And I was like, I'll wait till he gets off the phone. So while he was on the phone, I kind of finished like wrapping up what I was doing and I spoke to the person I was working on the project with and was like, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this tomorrow. This is done. This is done. This is done. And then you slunk off home. No. And then I went over (laughs) to him when he was off the phone and I said, hi. And I I, I couldn't really open. I was having one of those. I couldn't really open my eyes that wide because I was like just in agony. Very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. I said to him, hey, um, I, I have a migraine, I'm going to have to go home, but this is done and this is done and I'll, I'll fix up everything tomorrow, you know, like, you know, I'm sure it'll be gone, I'll, I'll be in first thing. And he turned around and he went, you're telling me that you're going home? Like really loud. And I went, what? And he went, you're just coming over and telling me you're going home. And I went, sorry, was I supposed to come over and like, I, I, I think I said, was I supposed to come over and beg for your permission? Well, no wonder you cheeky bint. I know. And he just went, like, baffle, 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 just go. And I burst out crying, went home. And then the next day got taken into a side office to go. You just can't behave like that at work. Maybe it was the rude response. I was just so shocked, Beatrice. I know, yeah. Well, actually, I was, so I'm, I'm just remembering now a work incident recently where I cried in the office. But it was nothing to do with, like, anything except that... Stub your toe. 
Well, I was going to say very close. <laughs> I was in the, the I was in the lunchroom and I slipped. My high heels slipped from underneath me and I tripped. Right? And oh when my God, I fall, you're always falling. When I fall, I get mortified and I cry, right? I thought you were going to say when I fall, I fall hard, which is also true. Oh, well, no, that's I like I don't think I think I just like slipped. I you know what I mean, slipped and like stumbled and Did almost you do, like fell. a dramatic a dramatic slide. Oh god. When did that happen? Oh no, anyway, so I had to go into the bathroom and I cried and I was mortified, but like I was just mortified. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was less that people noticed the slip, like who cares if you slip? I know. But it was more just the pure mortification. I'm sure everybody noticed afterwards. They were like, why is she crying? So why is her face so puffy and red? But but there's actually nothing more like frustrating and also embarrassing when everybody knows you're crying and like you kind of feel like going, it's not that big a deal. I just like hurt myself and I got a fright. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I basically, whenever I hurt myself or like basically... If I, there's a combination of tiny amount of pain plus fright. Yeah. So yeah. if somebody throws, like somebody could throw a penny at my head and I would burst out crying, <laughs> even if it didn't hurt because I just would get a fright and then have this slight pain yeah. and be like, I'm crying. Here's how much I'm paying you for your last article. <laughs> penny. Why is this person talking like chance? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like something but you yeah, do. And like, basically I, I fall a lot. I just trip or like go over on my ankle and I don't know what my get mom, it from mom get it from mom and uh, I remember I fell on Parnell Street not that long ago and just like fell landed on one knee immediately <laughs> got up crying my head <laughs> off and this tiny Asian man like right beside me went are you okay and like grabbed onto me and I was like I'm fine and I also oh. get really annoyed I'm like don't look at me God love him. I know I know well let's go back to movies for a second because I was going to say when we were when I was younger when we were younger and you were really young I used to cry all the time at like the emotional fallout. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll i never have that life. The romance they felt, I'll never feel it. But now I cry at like just anything remotely sad or emotional. I cry at, and this is the other, well, this is the embarrassing thing. Actually, I know the last time I cried in the office. Every time we show a motivational, like, I know, right? It's really bad. A motivational video. Like we should, we watch the Nike video about like all women can do this. And I'm at the end, like trying to sop my tears Crying. back into my head. It's so emotional. Yeah, absolute sap. But like, it's not sad emotional. It's just like, oh my God, women are amazing. Thanks a lot, Rosemary. That's really, it's really conducive to, you know, I'm trying to shame women you out boosting. of this bad yeah. And then I cry all the time. I, I remember I went to see The Incredibles with Julie in the Brooklyn cinema and uh, she turns around to me at the beginning. I can't remember what the trailer was. She's like chatting away to me and she's like, are you, are you crying? I was bawling. At the trailer? At the trailer. Bawling. I've cried at many's the trailer. And then I remember my very good friend, Linda. Ooh, a second friend. Yes, I know. I thought I should get that in. My, se- my fr- very good friend, Linda, with whom I also lived, but in Kilkenny, went to school with her. She... Felt very bad for me because I really had no siblings or friends. Obviously, Rosemary, growing up. Like, sorry, you, no, sorry you were there. I meant like siblings of the same movie going siblings, right? Like, never mind. Okay. I had no... <laughs> I had no... Okay. I had no siblings to like introduce me to culture, if you know what I mean. To like what was happening. I've introduced the you to many a cultural You thing. have now. But... Smothered. It, yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> Enough said. Well, anyway, she. so she's like... I'd never seen Dirty Dancing, right? And this was like, she was like, you've got to watch this movie. So she comes up with the D- with the video, the VHS. I love how you're going to say DVD. I know, yeah, the VHS. Surprised and, it wasn't a Betamax. And she puts it on. We had a great time watching it. But after Patrick Swayze walks away from whatever her name is, baby, and goes like, we're going to break up. We just can't be together anymore. Linda turned off the video and goes, that's it, it's over. And I couldn't 
believe it. Like, what a terrible movie. What were people talking about? I lay down on the sofa and I cried for about two hours. <laughs> Rosemary, I'd like people to know you're actually shaking, laughing silently. That is the most amazing prank was so mean. I've ever heard of. Yeah, but she never, ever told me. She just let me like, she didn't kind of go after, no, I mean, she told me, but she didn't tell me after like 10 minutes, oh, you're crying really hard. I should help you. She like, <laughs> let me cry for at least two hours. And then she goes, only joking, there's more. So we watched it. But I couldn't enjoy it because I was so drained from this, the emotional like fatigue of all the crying I'd been doing. I went to see A Star is Born with my friend Ellen. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that either. Oh my God. <laughs> we, we, we were really, I think we just thought it was going to be like a fun singing move. Like I didn't, really didn't. Have you not really... heard that song where they just go, la 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 You're making it sound like Bollywood, which is it's disrespectful. Ridiculous. It's an excellent it's song. The Shallows, that won an Oscar. Sha la 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 Oh my god. La 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 Sorry, I'm trying to tell a serious story, but me and my friend Ellen went to Eddie Rockets, thought we were having like a great girls' night out, and then halfway through the movie started holding each other's hands as we were shaking with like crying. This yeah. is in Eddie Rockets. No, in the cinema. <laughs> oh, you're already stuffed with the Eddie Rockets. So now yeah, you're yeah, we didn't Eddie Rockets first. We're oh my god, you're regretting crying. it. Yeah, you're this is, regretting this is it. your you're nightmare. Stuffed. I love being stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> I love to be stuffed while I I'm getting stuffed on. To excess. <laughs> Anyway, we went, to see, we went to see A Star is Born and the two of us literally bawled crying and like pretty much all the way home. But I don't really know why I feel so bad about crying. But I mean, mainly, mainly because like I do have, I don't have a Hayden Panacherry face, right? Like she was my highlight in Heroes where she just cried. We love her cry so face. So beautifully the whole time. She's like an excellent crier. She is a Disney princess crying nonstop. You have a Claire Danes crying face if Claire Danes was in a movie where she was playing a murderer. What? Well, because you always look a bit murderous when you're crying as well. You look kind of angry. I think you're angry because you're crying. Like I look angry. I just You just look a bit like, oh, Beatrice is crying. Don't cross her at this moment in time. Oh my God. Well, that's really reassuring. Like This is why nobody comes near me to comfort me when I'm crying. I know exactly what I look like when I'm crying because once I took a selfie and posted it on Instagram. I got... <laughs> It did not go down well. What were you trying you. to get across here? It's okay. It's okay, Pete, to cry. It's okay. To I was cry. basically trying to say, like, we all have our our up days and our down days. And so what happened was That's like Don's absolute nightmare. <laughs> what happened was I started crying. The light was very nice. Are you <laughs> so having I'll take a, laugh. a picture. No, I'm not having a laugh. But when I posted about it, I was like oh I was like, you know, when you suffer from depression, like one day can have a whole load of different things. And I was like, you know, I did this and I did this and I did this. And then I suddenly just felt overcome. And and one of the things that I had done was for a partnership I was doing with Lloyd's Pharmacy. So I had to put that, I had to put the hashtag ad by law in when I mentioned Lloyd's Pharmacy. But then it looked like the whole post was an ad, if you know what I mean. And so then everybody was like, like, how dare she put up an ad where she's crying? I'm sure Lloyd's was delighted. I don't think they were not delighted. I'm sure they weren't. You. It's real life. I'm sure they weren't like we're we're trying to get this one to promote us. Instead, we made her so miserable. She's crying. No, no. I was doing their whole. I was talking about a like an eight week thing they did where you change your health direction. Now that I said it aloud, I'm sure they weren't delighted. I'm sure they were not delighted at all. You're supposed to at least look a little bit happy through the association but the with them. The whole thing I mean. about Instagram is supposed to be authenticity. And then when I was very authentically crying and taking a selfie at the same time, I have to say it's not like that it. authentic. When I'm crying, I don't 
look around, go, oh, the light. Yeah, but, yeah, but you never take I selfies. cheekbones. I take selfies all the time. I just delete them then because they're all absolutely hideous. I can't do that like duck face that you do so convincingly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, say something. (laughs) You know what? It's true that like life is really a roller coaster of emotion because the other day I was thinking, God, I really did move to Indiana for love, but I wasn't thinking it was for Brandon. I was thinking I moved for my sister, who I really love, and now we have this great relationship. And right now I'm thinking, I have two friends and one of them is this dickhead. Oh, that's so like, nice. In this country. Oh, that's nice. So I'm sorry. That's nice. Because that's really nice. Because it feels funny to me that like you moved, you, you like shifted your whole life, you uprooted everything about yourself and you moved over here just to be with me. But like when I came to visit in Ireland, you couldn't literally drive me to the square. <laughs> might be crying by the end of this episode <laughs> come on say something else stop ignoring me i have nothing to say okay in one of these episodes i'm just gonna fucking get up and leave and then you'll have to do the whole wrap up on your own how about that you okay that i've got that's all my notes <laughs> i mean <laughs> shockingly we've nothing left to say um do you like what do you think when other people cry in front of you because cause you obviously manage a team. So like, have your team members, have you seen people crying? And like, what have you thought? Yeah, I'm a, but I think people cry generally for very understandable reasons. It's never really mm. a surprise. It's more like you're thinking, God, I hope. Oh, I, it's more you're thinking, I hope like that this doesn't make them cry because it could, you know. And mm. I think it's hard watching people try to manage their tears when I feel like it's OK. I mean, I think it's OK to be upset and it's OK to cry and you like almost if you could forget about the fact that you were crying I could hear you making your point you know mm. but people get really mortified yeah and, and which they I just think want is, to wrap it up and stop yeah, yeah they just want to get out of that situation yeah but it's funny because now that you say that I was I was watching you there rub your eyebrows right which is a step a stress relieving moment as I was didn't work no but I'm reading this great book on body language right which um is actually um, partly it's it's annoying to me that I'm reading it right now because since everything is on Zoom, oh you're not seeing people's I've body seeing language, nobody's clearly, body yeah. language, and it, or you're seeing twelve people on one screen at the one time. Yes, and you're not really seeing it in the same context. And one of the things he talks about is how your feet are actually the most, the biggest giveaway in terms of like your feet point towards a door if you want to leave the room. You know, your feet do all these things to give you away. Like, and obviously you can't see feet on Zoom. But one of the things he talks about is... I'm imagining you now, like, going back to work and spending the whole time with your head under oh, the table. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but so interesting. But one of the things he talks about Although is... Although you'll have totally forgotten it by then. Oh, maybe, yeah. It's probably true. But one of the things he talks about is, you know, so that was anyway, like that rubbing your eyebrows and women, you know, rub their collarbones and all that kind of stuff. Like, and you rub your ear, you know, it's, it's all stress relieving. But he talks about how basically if you're trying to avoid a subject or something that makes you uncomfortable, people do these things. But I realise that when I'm having uncomfortable conversations with people where I know they're going to cry and where I have to give them bad news, and you've seen this, I start getting like incredible yawns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have to. I yawn that. all the time when I'm nervous, right? So... Sometimes before I go in and have a difficult conversation, I, I'm yawning uncontrollably and it looks like I'm really bored and like it's even worse because then they're crying and I'm yawning, right? But I read in the book, he goes, this is rare, but some people have nervous yawning. And I was like, that's me. So basically, if I'm yawning, it's not that I don't care. I care a lot and I'm feeling bad. So 
take that. So that's like your body's response to stress is to yawn, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, after I've obviously exhausted all the tears, then I'm yawning. <laughs> or if you're going to cry, I'm yawning. If I'm not going to cry, I'm going to yawn. You know what, though? I, I think one of the one of the hardest things about crying, not even for the person who's crying, but for the other person is to know what to do or to know what to say. Because like, like there's nothing worse than when you're really upset and someone goes... Oh, are you okay? And the Ebers are crying even more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, if, you, certainly, if something's you certainly hate a comforting hug. I'd love one. I like comforting hugs. Yeah, you it, didn't unless, like a comforting hug that time I knocked you over in the kitchen. No, I like them when they're not related to pain. So oh. if, I, if I'm in pain, just like you, I don't want to be touched. I get touched, annoyed yeah. and mortified. But if I'm actually crying, like if I'm watching a sad movie or reading a sad book, a hug is lovely. But you don't like them at all. Yeah, but then like there was one night a couple of weeks ago where I was really upset and I was crying going to sleep. And I were think you reciting Brandon, Shakespeare? No, I was not. I was thinking about... Uh, <laughs> I was probably thinking about Nashville or something. Something lowbrow. I'm not anything like you. But I was trying to go to sleep. And Brandon, I think, took from me, like, crying and turning away from him. He is very literal. And he was just like, she doesn't want to be touched. And then yeah. I was in a rage. I was like, just let me cry. And then I fell asleep. So obviously I wasn't in that much of a rage. So I was like, crying, crying, crying. How dare you? And then I woke up and I was like, that was a great night's sleep. Absolute rager. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. those are the best ones. Like, I'm never going to forgive him. The next morning you wake up and you're like, morning. And then like, damn, I forgot. I so know. Annoying. And then you're so annoyed. Yeah. Actually so annoyed. Well, I mean, the worst thing was the other night I had a massive row with Don. I was crying, potentially. And I was like, I have never, and like, I don't like to go, I don't like to, you know, not make up, but I was determined. I was like, I'm not always going to be the one making up, right? Like, cause I am always, and you even said it to me, I'm always yeah. the one making up. And I was like, I am not, I'm breaking this passion. If he doesn't make up with me, then like, that's it. Anyway, next morning we wake up and he's like, so we go to bed. I was ignoring him. Well, I mean, I was like being very civil because the kids are around, you know, but I'm like not having a chat with him. I'm like, good night. Next morning, wake up. He's like, Hey babe. You want some breakfast? You want a coffee? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm no, I was like, we're not, I'm not having, I'm not speaking to you. And he goes, oh, because are you not? Because in the middle of the night, you were chatting away to me and you were like, you were saying, hey, how's going? Let's make up. And I'm like, no, I was not. I probably was. So annoying the things I do in my sleep. I know. So enraging. I was so full of like righteous anger. I remember mom used to come into my room sometimes and just ask me questions in my sleep. She was like, you, you always answer. (laughs) It was really worrying. I was like, what's she going to ask? Really like? worrying. But I think she's too innocent. Like, she never thought to ask oh, anything that would actually get dope. me in trouble. Well, mom doesn't like when people cry anyway. Because I remember one time we oh, were driving point. down to, it must have been to Kilkenny when I lived there, and I was driving and she's in the car. She ah, listen, the Beatrice, she doesn't like you to have any emotion while driving. Oh, no, well, I was about to say it's it's the equivalent of you saying, like, she doesn't like you to be talking when you're driving, yeah, right? Yeah. But she likes to pontificate. And she was talking about oh, yeah. grandpa and she was saying like, you know, she was talking about what's life all about? Like, what's it all about? Like, is there a meaning? I mean, you know, what is the meaning? And I was like, I was like, well, I don't know, mom, you know, is, is it this? Or like, what do you mean? She's like, I just sometimes feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like you'll, you'll find when your parents, you know, when your parents pass away, like sometimes you just think you see them on the street Literally, we get to the nace, that like massive ball on the nace dual carriageway. I was in floods of tears, hysterical. We had to pull over so I could calm down. And mom, of course, is like, what are you getting so worked up about? Why are you crying? Also, her worst nightmare, like she would never have said that if she thought it was going to make anybody cry. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, that's true, actually, because what did she say to you about when she, when like, didn't she call you up and talk about her funeral and say like, she's happy that she'll be dead when she's dead? Oh yeah, well what she actually said was that she's happy she won't have to deal with you. Yeah. She was like, oh my God, imagine telling your sister. And I was like, I think I think I said it as well that I was like, oh my God, absolute nightmare, ring and beach to tell her. Like I'm really hoping 
that dad is still around to tell you. <laughs> oh, thanks, lucky dad. To be a lucky dad. God, oh. although I'm going to have to tell you about one of them, aren't I? Unless they both willing enough to tell you. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Maybe somebody will tell me first and then I'll have to tell you. Maybe we'll be together. Oh, Then we can turn away from each other and cry solitarily. like, if we're not there, who will, who, will call, who will be the one? This is morbid now. Who will be the one to call us? We will be there because this pandemic will be over and we'll all be back together again. They'll be living in the basement. I'm going to convert it. <laughs> like, Give them a point like, of potty. Like the mad ex-wife in the attic. Oh, they dotes. Yeah, but in the basement. But I'll be locking the door so they can't go wandering at night. Dotes. Oh my God, poor mum and dad. <laughs> they can't go wandering at night. As if mum would freak anyway. Snakes. Well, guns. Oh, well, dad would be out looking for a gun. Oh, for God's sake. You're right. <laughs> they could live in, we'll get one of those um, shipping containers and they could live in that. Because it's portable, we could move it anywhere. I'd be like, I'm sick of them, they're going to you for six months. No, I'm just imagining them like like the twits and they'll wake up one day and all the furniture will be on the ceiling in the shipping container. <laughs> oh, they'd love it. Oh, they would. Oh, we're both going to start crying now. I'm not going to start crying. I already, I, I already said I only have them for six months and they moved to you. That made me happy again. Okay, great. You'll have to buy a house with a big enough garden for a shipping container. <laughs> Put that on your list. <laughs> that, yeah, that is definitely one of my housing requirements. Mm-hmm. Beatrice, how can people get in touch with you if they want to? <laughs> You're on, in- Be- okay, Beatrice is on Instagram at Beatrice McCabe with an A and her Mac. Thanks. I'm on Instagram at Rosemary McCabe with an A and her Mac. Name my Mac. Yeah. But more importantly, we're both on Instagram at Not Without My Sister. You check out the website, notwithoutmysis.com, and you can email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, comments, constructive only criticism, etc. And we'd love a review, please. Oh, yeah. If you have two minutes, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show and makes us feel good about what we're doing. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget that we now have new and exclusive, I mean, exclusive lol, we have new and exciting mini episodes every Friday. So tune in on Friday and we'll be back next Tuesday with a proper full episode of Not Without My Sister. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is edited by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. You can find more great shows at thewarren.ie.